like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or get involved in the conversation on social media. Join the Pearl Jam Podcast community group on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. Well, goddamn, look at us. We're, we're in Hampton, Virginia. We've never been here before. I don't know if it's always as pretty as it is, downright beautiful and pretty as it was today, but driving in, I was like, this is an incredibly beautiful place. And I guess my question to you is, is do, I, do, we, do we tell other people that or should we keep it a secret? That's what I want. Because if you want this place to yourself, I, I totally agree with you. And then we'll just keep it nice for the next time we come. That would be great. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. everybody now welcome to live on four legs the definitive live pearl jam podcast if you're tuning in for the first time welcome if you're tuning in for the second third hundredth time welcome as well we are a podcast that solely dedicates themselves to pearl jam's live performances all throughout the years through the pantheon of pearl jam as we like to say going through the 90s stuff in the verses and vitology era to what we're doing today hampton from 2016 a very good show from the lightning bolt era so to speak and uh, why don't we just jump right into it randy sobel over here john farrar over there hello and uh john this is before we start i actually i just want to address something real quick i just want to apologize for our little uh hiccup last week there was a an audio glitch that we had in our episode and it never happens and if it does happen i usually catch it this was a once in a lifetime glitch. We're making sure that it never happens again. People that brought it up, we thank you for bringing it up. And, uh, you know, we promise that this week there's not going to be any of that stuff. And there were a lot of people that got back to us and saying that after we fix it, they were still hearing it. Um, 
All the only thing that I can tell you guys is just try listening to it on a different platform to see if it works for you. So I Yeah, I, I have not been replaced by artificial intelligence. <laughs> as much as I want to replace him with, with yeah. Bender. Uh, <laughs> uh no, it, it it didn't happen. Uh and uh and it's it it it's unfortunate because that was an episode that you know, we we definitely didn't want that to happen on because we had Clint on and Clint was a terrific guest and we didn't want any of that interfering with with him. And uh, but look, we're past it now, but we wanted to apologize and bring it up. And just in case anybody was dealing with the issue, we're, we're not a robot podcast and uh, <laughs> we're just going to move forward now and move on to the next thing. So this is uh, this is interesting because you actually left us with a little teaser at the end of the last episode. You said that you almost went to this show, but you did not. So please speak of yeah. the circumstances that happened beyond it. Yeah, I, I came very close. I remember when they announced the dates, you know, 2016 was kind of like, okay, like I'm I'm back in now. Like I'd, I'd been on the rail in 2013 in Charlotte. I'd been to up close in Memphis in 2014. And so I was, I was ready to see them a bunch of times. So I had put in when they announced the shows, you know, I'd put in for Jacksonville and Greenville and Columbia and Raleigh. Cause those were all fairly close by. And I was like, well, there's this, there's this Hampton show in the middle, like they're going up and then they're coming back down. So I was like, I wonder if I should just do that. But I ended up not doing it. I ended up having really good luck with my lottery results. I got GA for Jacksonville, Greenville and Columbia. So, but yeah, I came, I came very close to just making a road trip out of it and, and putting in for the show, but ended up not doing it at the last minute. Cause yeah, it was, it was right in the middle of all the ones I was going to. And that, um, I don't want to say that kind of bit back at you a little bit, but yeah. you said you put in for Raleigh and you, and you, you won Raleigh and, uh, yeah. half of, half of this show, the story about this show is, is about Raleigh. So talk about your like everything that you had prepared for, because the, you know this is following two days after the Greenville show, so you're on a high. You just saw Versus oh, yeah. in its entirety, and even before that, that Jacksonville show is very good as well. So you're like, okay, let's go, let's let let's get Raleigh going, and then right after Raleigh, you're go. I think it's the next day is Columbia, right? Yeah, I think we had. I remember you know talking to people at the shows and in the lines, being like, oh, that show's going to be crazy, like they're going to open up with whipping and it's going to be furious and it's going to be like, it's going to be angry show. Like it's going to be awesome. Like we were all thinking like, Oh, that one's going to be like one for the, it's going to be an instant classic. Like it's going to be one for the, to go down in history. And yeah, it, it cause I had kind of, I kind of like done little things. Like I would, I drove down to Jacksonville, drove back, drove to Greenville, drove back. And I was planning on driving to Raleigh and then, Spending the night there, going to Columbia, driving back after the show. Like I, I, I wasn't full on the road trip. I was kind of making these little sorties and like coming back uh, to Atlanta. And yeah, like the I remember getting the news like when it was when it was Kendall just being so bummed out. Like that did not seem like something they would do. Like you know you you go back to these like you know the David J Gun Band and all that stuff and all the stuff from the from the nineties. It just seems like they would want to be in the middle of it and like yeah let's let's get in people's faces and let's let's push this thing and like he mentions figure out a way to donate the money like make a difference with it but i remember just being really bummed out that it wasn't happening like i i had reserve seats i didn't have ga 
So that was going to be kind of my relaxing one. I was kind of looking forward to just taking it easy and enjoying the show. But yeah, it's um, it's still like it still bumps me out a little bit that they that they didn't do it. And you know, you you understand why. You know, it's it's fifty fifty. You know, you you wish they could have played it and and done some good and gotten in people's faces with it. But you understand. You know, he you know he does the whole speech about you know why they had why they felt like they had to do what they had to do. But yeah, at the time and even even still a little bit now, I kind of really wish they had played the show because it, it would have been really really crazy. Yeah, and look, you know, I, I, I fully it's I fully understand and and at the time I understood the reaction from it. Like, yeah, you're bummed. Like some some of those people, that was probably their only show. Maybe it was their first show. Maybe it was their first show in years. And to have that just cancel and just get swiped like a rug out from under you, that sucks. That really sucks. And you know, we're all, we all have dealt with that now because the pandemic has put us in that position. So we all know how it feels and we can all relate to that. Obviously it's completely different circumstances, but we all know how it feels to get just multiple, multiple things canceled on us. So here's the thing. The reason why they did it and I don't, I don't, I won't, I don't want to say the reason why they did it, but I think definitely a factor that went into it was because I think two or three weeks before that, Bruce was supposed to be playing in Charlotte or Raleigh, one of the one of the two, and he ended up canceling. So you're right. Ed said something in the show that they were going to try and do something, try and do a fundraiser and try to, to make a bad situation good. But they couldn't. They couldn't do it. They couldn't muster up whatever it took to do it, and they thought it wasn't worth it. And I think he even mentions, and we'll play the clip right now. The whole thing is important to hear. This is from the Encore One break, uh, and he mentions it. He says that the best way to go about this is is to protest it and not to give the state any money and not to give the state any attention so here it is we're going to play it for you now kind of go out of out of order we don't usually do that very often but it's important so listen to what ed had to say about the situation we had to make a real tough call and and um we we had to make a call about what we would do about the situation in north carolina Because they've got a law there that, that discrim- broadly, broadly discriminates against a whole group of people. And I can't tell from here um, if you're booing North Carolina, if you're, if you're booing us for, for having to decide that we're not going to play there. I would understand that too. And it was a it was a hard process because we really we thought we could we could still play and and make things right and that we could we could fortify all, all the people on the ground working to repeal this this despicable law. Uh, we thought we could take the money and give it to them and still play the show. 
But the reality is, there's, there's, there's nothing like the immense power of boycotting and, and putting a strain. And it's a shame because people are going to be affected that don't deserve it. But it could be the way that ultimately is going to affect change. So again, we just couldn't find it in ourselves in good conscience to cross a picket line when there was a movement. So. So we apologize to those in Raleigh. We apologize to those who are going to Raleigh. We apologize to the locals who probably believe in the same things that we do. Um, you know, they have a reason to be pissed and we're pissed off too. But we gotta be pissed off at the right people and get them to change their minds because they made a mistake, a big mistake, and they can fix it. That, that's something I don't think a lot of people understand right now or even then. Like, I, I think in the last four years, like, the uh, awareness has gone up and, you know, the respect and, and uh, just understanding for all different kind of, of people, non-binary to uh, transgender male, transgender female. People have learned about it and understand understood it a little more. But back then, I, I, I don't and I remember what was going on at the time, but people were, were just not having it. They were very quick to just be just very judgmental about the whole thing. And, and really because maybe for a lot of people, the, the law didn't have any effect on them. So they thought that Pearl Jam was putting them out and putting them out of, of, what they considered to be their entertainment. So all of the anger went towards the band and what they've conceived as their political ideological process. And you hear, you know, the booze from the crowd as he's talking about it. And yeah, a lot of it was people were, people were bummed out that they were canceling. Like it's there, there's so many kind of nuanced, you know, sides to this. Like, People were booing because, yeah, they didn't like the politics. People might be booing because they wanted them, you know, like me. They wanted to go play the show and stick it to them. Like, stick them the middle finger. Fuck you. We're here. We're going to we're gonna mention this. We're going to raise some money and, and get after it. People might be booing because they didn't like the law, like he says. You know, there there could be any any number of reasons. But, yeah, I remember, I remember a lot of, like, kind of, like, scare tactics about, like, oh, you know, any any guy can just put on a wig and go into the the women's bathroom and and molest your daughters and all that. It was a lot of like very ugly scare tactics going on. And yeah, I mean, it's you know, in North Carolina it, at the time, you know, the the legislature there, all the gerrymandering, and they they got in a lot of trouble shortly after this, and the the law was reversed. So luckily, we're there. Pearl Jam had they had promised they would make it up. And they have not yet. So I'm looking forward to to that. And the way that we sit right now, and, and it kind of reminds me of what's going on down where you are in, in Atlanta and Georgia, that no. they had to cancel the MLB All-Star game and, and move it to, to Denver because of what's going on with the voting restriction laws there. And yep. that's the first thing because we, you know, we've been pressing the idea of Pearl Jam play Atlanta for the first time in... 
like they, nine they played, years yeah nine years the first but, real show in 18 years exactly since since the riot act tour yeah but this definitely does not do them ever any favors because you would have to think if other corporations and other places are are not going to comply with georgia the the band yeah. isn't going to comply with georgia and, either. you know and they film a ton of movies here now like oh, all yeah. those marvel movies are filmed here and all that Abs- stuff like yep it's it's a huge industry here and like yeah a lot of people are talking about that but yeah i mean this it's just reactionary politics and yeah i mean you know we we could get started on this and talk for an hour about it Probably. you know because it's it's just people being stupid and reacting to things that they they're they're just trying to to profit off of and trying to exploit and yeah it's just kind of sad the kind of the postscript to this is like it would really be uh sad if they don't go back and play Raleigh. I think that's I think they have that's to. what that's what needs to happen. Is like I really hope that they haven't forgotten about this and I hope that when the shows are announced that Raleigh will get a show. That it's, it would really kind of put a closure on this and I and it I, I really really hope that that happens. It, it, almost as much as I hope they play Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if because it's a swing state, I'm wondering if that October leg that they were planning, I wonder if that was one of the the key states yeah. that they were they were trying to hit. So yeah. Uh, all right. So that all being out of the way, before we get into anything, I want to thank Julia Feller. She is our patron, and she requested this uh, this show, and I wanted to get to it pretty early because this is around pretty close. Last last week was the anniversary for the show, so I wanted to kind of with five years, it's a good time to sort of look back and, and reflect. And uh, Julia wrote to us, and uh, you know, some sometimes you just don't know what stories you're gonna get from from your listeners. And you kind of expect, oh, they were probably there. But no, Julia actually wasn't there. She has never been to a Pearl Jam show, which is, I, I think, just all the more interesting to me. So I'm going re- to read her story here. Uh, I wasn't at the show, and I've never been to one. I was supposed to be in St. Louis for the Gigaton Tour, but admittedly, I'm a baby fan. The Hampton Show was just one of the first bootlegs I found and really came to love. I especially think I Am Mine, Not For You, and Sirens are great, plus the whole second encore. I wasn't yet obsessed with the uh, with the live stuff besides this show and a few other classic shows, but when the tour was canceled, I came across your Twitter, yours meaning ours, and started to listen to the pod as a way to study up for when they finally get to, when she finally gets to see, see them herself. And she thought Hampton was a pretty good idea of what we might get when they come back. And you know what? She might not be, she might not be wrong that like, you know, this show overall, there's some, there's some gems in here. They have some that completely are out of nowhere where you almost never see them in that part of the set. I can see. Sure. I like this is, this is kind of, this was almost an anomaly for them. Like, yeah. You know, some of the things that they did, they, they almost never do and will never do again in the show. Yeah, this this reminds me a lot, and, and this kind of is, you know, it's in Virginia. It reminds me a lot of that Charlottesville show from 2013. Yeah, yeah it's got some hints of it. And you, get, you get some of the same songs, and it's, it's a long show. It's it's longer than any of the ones that I went to uh, around this time. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. This is a good one. I wish I'd gone. All right. Well, let's let the show begin. The way that we're going to start off is with Why Go, and... You know, it, it, it's interesting because the the 2013-2014 legs of of the Lightning Bolt tour were predominantly 
getting in with Pendulum and then building with like a release or a wash and then like a nothing man or an elderly woman. But this whole leg right here, it felt like every night they were just, let's hit you right out of the gate. Let's hit you with a Y go. Let's hit you with go, corduroy, animal, whatever it was. Let's get you into the show right when we take the stage. And that's exactly what this is here. I mean, I think Wygo is a great opener. I think they, they they could do it more. And this is and Wygo is kind of one of those kind of chameleon songs where it can fit in anywhere in a set. It can be an opener. It can be kind of in that punk rock set in the first four, five, or six. It can be you know it, it can close a, a main set. It can it can kind of get you out of that encore kind of slower acoustic part. Yeah, like Wygo fits anywhere. And I yeah, I, I think it's really solid here. Mike sounds great. The crowds gets the crowd into it right away. I think I think it did the job. It is a Ben Zoberst, that's for sure. It can play any position, it can bat anywhere in the lineup, and it can get the job done, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely, this this show right away, like, you listen to how prominent Jeff's bass is, this is a Jeff Amen show. Like, a lot of these songs, Jeff is just setting, just the sound of his bass and it is just and sometimes and there's a great there's a great full video for this show too on YouTube. Yes, uh, go watch it because mm. it's like sometimes when you get full video, it's kind of some you know uh, cell phone video and some video from here and there and, and kind of connected. But this is all like almost feels like it's all pro show. It's, it's all it's all edited together from different clips and yeah, right. It's, it's it sounds really good. It really gives you the feeling of you of being there. Absolutely right, and uh, you kind of see like stuff like Mike is already reacting to people. He's already communicating with people on his side. Like, that's really cool to see. And you want the place to get bouncing real early. That's the one that gets him there. Especially in a place that they've never played before. You know, they've never played in Hampton before. Right. So he's... This is a way, like what we always say, this is a way for Ed to feel out the crowd right away. Like, okay, what what kind of night is this going to be? Let's see how they handle Wygo, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. And from Wygo, Minor Manners, Corduroy, Minor Manners was pretty much the lock of the number two spot on this tour. And uh, Corduroy, I mean, Corduroy's Corduroy. Of course, that's going to kind of bring you in into the show and, and kind of be your welcome in, in introduction. You get your typical, you know, Everybody has an opinion about this, but the 2016 call and response, some like it, others don't, but it feels pretty loose. The first three songs feel pretty loose and they feel like they're in a pretty good mood, even though like there's some, uh, there's some tough topics that they're going to have to bring up later in this show. They still feel like they're into it and, and, uh, and they're in it for the long haul. You know, I've come to, I didn't like the call and response at first, but I've, I've come to like it because I think that that moment when it stops and the crowd, the people, you know, the people that don't know, keep singing 
I think that makes for kind of a cool moment. I, I've kind of come to come to enjoy that, and I think it's you see kind of Ed react to it a little bit now, where he's like, "Yeah, that that's pretty cool," you know. I've always been a, a proponent of I like it there, but not as much on the bootleg, because yeah. on the bootleg yeah. there are certain things like, "All right, well." You can't really react to it when you're sitting on your couch listening to the show. Yeah. But when you're there, and, of course you're going to sing along with the whole thing. And, and did you notice, like, Boom is missing for the beginning of this show. Did you notice that? He's, no, I actually did like, it. Normally, like, Boom is there. But a lot of for a lot of this show, he's, he's missing. He just comes and goes in this huh. show. I, I don't know if that was on purpose or what. But, yeah, I looked over, like, he's... He's just not there a lot of the time. It was strange. Interesting. So, I, but you know what? Some of these, like, what is he going to bring to Minor Matters? What is he going to bring to Brain of J? Those aren't really B3 type songs as, right. as much as you would love to, well, to see him there. He usually plays on Corduroy, right? Like, he's usually... I, I think he does, yes. I think he does yeah, play on Corduroy. Yeah. Interesting. And maybe that's just another mystery that we have to solve. Like, like in Minor Matters, they solve <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> Uh, Brain of Jay and Faithful follow that up. And if I'm in the crowd, knowing what happened two days prior, even though Milwaukee happened two years before, but you have this hopeful thought of, oh my God, the first two songs of Yield, could this be? It It's not, but it's a nice little tease, especially coming off of the Greenville show. And uh, oh, that, that's, that's Ed, classic Ed trolling. Right absolutely. There. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. is. The, just watching Stone, just watching Stone during Brain of Jay at his solo takeover. There's a couple moments in the Nails show it. where you just, it's like the same reaction from Stone. He kind of scrunches up his face and he like kind of, you know, gets him down in position and, and he's just soloing and, and he, he's getting into the moment. And it's, it's Stone being Stone and it's the best. It really is. Uh, gives gives the crowd a little bit of a chance to sing during Faithful, which kind of feels unique. I don't ever remember him doing like a call and response with the crowd during this song before. Yeah, I think they and the, there's a lot of those moments in this where I think he was impressed by this crowd and like mm-hmm. not, you know, that they, they. I think you know sometimes we talk about they kind of have preconceived notions about what the shows down here in the southeastern part of the country are going to be like, but I think this this crowd surprised him. There's there's a couple of times I think they, especially you know, why go right from the beginning? I think he was he was impressed. He was like, okay, I can I can push the I can push them a little bit. Sure, yeah. Uh, the one thing I did notice at the end of the song when they're kind of like you know fading out and doing the end, Stone doesn't have a part there. That's all McCready that that plays that little ending uh, outro. So Stone is just sitting there in the background with with his acoustic guitar, and the look on his face is like, you guys done yet? Yeah. Is this song over? <laughs> that's just yeah. That's just he just goes into like default mode, like screensaver <laughs> mode. That blank look, like he's just like 
he just he's just tuned out <laughs> for a minute until like oh, okay then then somebody goes and pushes the on button and then he's back in time for the next one right yeah so yeah. the on the on button comes when uh when ed addresses the crowd here minor matters where's my manners good evening everybody we're in hampton virginia we've never been here before driving in it was incredibly beautiful uh do we tell others that it's it's beautiful or do we keep it a secret well I'm going to I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that because there's something pretty important about Hampton, Virginia in this place and that's that the Grateful Dead has like this huge I guess his like in history that they've they've played there 21 times like they have a a hmm. massive history there 21 concerts there between uh, 79 and 92 and including their now famous 89 shows that were at the venue and the shows were (laughs) later commercially released as formerly the warlocks because the band was billed under the name the warlocks so yeah i I, neither of us are really dead people but i've always respected their culture because their culture is so unique to them kind of the same way that our, our culture is unique to us like that you know that uh that the warlocks thing is you know right out of the david j gun band or right out of the piss bottle men like that's the same type of thing that we have in our lineage as well i respect the hell out of that yeah and he even mentions like you know getting into the next song he kind of talks about oh you know we we played virginia beach a bunch but we've never been here you know we're kind of used to being at the beach but this is cool Right, and that's very interesting because that's going to come into play later, which I feel like is a callback to one of those Virginia Beach moments. So yeah. hang on to that thought. He actually does bring that up, the, the 2000 Virginia Beach show, and that was the first one back and said that he was being trapped in a hotel room before that show. And while he was he was in the hotel room, he ended up writing this song, song being I Am Man, Mine, which honestly... I didn't know that that's when I and mine was written. I had thought that that was, that was their reaction to uh, what happened at September 11th. Like I thought that that, that was when I and mine was written, but apparently not. I don't know if the lyrics were written back then. I don't, I don't, I don't think he directly says it was after 2000. I think it's, he just mentions that the, the song was written in, in Virginia beach. I think he's, it was the bridge school one that he said that this was after nine eleven. They were in a uh, in Virginia Beach, and this was written. I think I think you're right. I don't think he specifically says that this was written after Roskilde. Possibly, he's always I getting. I remember his, getting that. Yeah, he's always getting his stuff messed up. But I wouldn't think that they would be in Virginia Beach for any other reason besides that one show. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know what it was. Did he write? the whole song did he write the melody for it did he write the lyrics way later and put them both together that stuff that Hmm. i guess we're just not sure of but i i have always thought that it was a reaction to to 9-11 but again this one is like for the love of god let mike loose on this song (laughs) i know there was ever going to be a time my god like this is the song is begging for like a a two two and a half minute wailing kind of blackish solo Right. Yeah, I know. And the more you say it, it's just like you're setting yourself up for disappointment because you know, you know, it's not happening. It hasn't happened. We haven't come across one yet. Look, we have, we've only had a small percentage of those 2003 shows, so you never know. Maybe at one of those shows, it, it could pop up. But I, 
with with all of our knowledge, it feels like we would know that. Yeah, it feels like that would have been out there. Yeah, prominent. So, yeah, yeah I, I, the performance is good. Other like I, that's I, great. I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great, but uh, I, I get where you're coming from, and like I, I don't know if it's because every time we hear the song, you bring it up, but like yeah, I'm on I'm on that team. I want more out of it too, but it's good for what it is. It is good for what it is. And it gets you into Jeremy, which is very interesting because when is Jeremy the seventh song in a set outside of 1993? Uh, like yeah. Never. This was very, yeah. this is very different. And I, I kind of, I kind of dug it. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool because it was just kind of like, all right, let's, let's get one out of the way. Let's, let's get this one out of the way. And then later we have some, in the mid set that you're never going to hear in the mid set. So like just kind of, and I think they were doing this a lot in 2016 uh, and 2014. I, you know, the one that comes to mind is in Milwaukee before they did yield, they did Bob O'Reilly, like fourth or fifth song in. And when the hell does that ever happen? So they were, they were willing to be loose a little bit and just be open to these things. But again, I mentioned it before, Jeff, sounds fan-freaking-tastic on Jeremy. The 12-string is booming and vibrant in this, and uh, Ed thought so, too. He gave him a shout-out. Yeah, and this is uh, another one where the crowd is... I mean, any time Jeremy's played, it's a big crowd moment because that's one that everyone knows. But I think, too, a lot of that is, yeah, we've never played here before, so let's throw... I mean, there, there's a lot of 10 songs that get played at the show. I think it's at least six, maybe even one more if you add a couple from the era but yeah i think a lot of that is like we've never played here before so let's let's make sure we get some of those crowd favorites just in case right right yeah six is the number for that and uh that takes you into you know ed kind of mentioning here this is this is this is pretty cool that he says hey you guys know the story about into the wild even though he had never met chris he uh his sister is is there that night uh his sister corinne of course that's going to lead into them playing setting forth and uh that's that's pretty cool that that's awesome that he has built that relationship with her uh being connected to the movie so that that was very cool however setting forth and there was a little bit of live on four legs uh history with this here because i went back and i looked and i'm like there's definitely a version of setting forth where right afterwards they get into this big drum beat and you're like oh shit not for you is about to come and it didn't happen and i went and i looked at what show it was it had to have been barcelona 2018. they go setting forth into giving a fly instead and I, I remember talking about that, and I remember saying, like, I was yeah. so hungry for it. And, yeah. you know, and right here, that's exactly what you get, and that's exactly what I wanted in that moment. So it kind of feels like you've fulfilled that desire here. And, and going back and looking at the stats on it, believe it or not, we do have these these stats from the wonderfullifefootsteps.org. Not For You is, is the leader in songs following setting forth. It has followed up the song 13 occasions. So it's one that they've kind of, I guess, have figured out, like, kind of like Lucan. Let's let's yep. use that drum beat. Let's let's make that a seamless transition. And it worked. It was terrific. Not For You is a highlight from the show. Absolutely. Julia mentioned it in her note to us. Absolutely is a highlight from the show. Yeah. Double stone solo alert on this one. Uh-huh. Right. 
Uh, you know, Ed changes some lyrics here. Oh, small My Table seats all of you. Does a little harmonizing and call and response. Uh, and that's where Ed kind of gets genuinely surprised and, and says, hey, you guys were really good. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, yeah it's like, he's like, I don't always say that, but you guys, that, that was great. <laughs> and, and, you know, not to undercut what Stone was doing, but if you watch him, and I'd go back to the video, watch him play because he's soloing without a pick, that motherfucker. And he's just doing it all casually and, and scrunch face like that he usually does. This whole, like, oh, this whole section, like, you could even say, you know, starting off with Corduroy, the the middle of this main set is one of the best we've heard in a long time, I think. It's very good, yeah, especially for 2016, yeah. where you kind of, you kind of fall into that trap of, okay, some of these feel like when you, you kind of get out of your early section, all right, let's go to Elderly Woman, let's go to, let's go to the, the normal touchstones. There's some different things in here that make this special and make this sound good and, and you know not for you for me is is the first big big moment from this show that feels like the highlight for so far yeah and normally like yeah normally they'll throw in like a really deep cut or like a a b-side that nobody knows to kind of but this is all this is all 90s hits right here Mm -hmm. yep you're right yeah outside of minor manners you're right and speaking of 90s hits we're right there we're at the even flow spot so uh, Mike walking down into the crowd, put the 1960 Fender, which he thought was a, a 1959 Fender at the time, puts it over his head, allows the people to, to kind of play along with him and getting a chance to, to touch him and touch his guitar. And uh, if there's anything that I've taken away from being a Pearl Jam podcaster for the last three years, it's that the more I watch Mike McCready, the more I grow to just absolutely admire the man and respect how fucking talented he is. Can't say it enough. Uh, one of the best out there. I, and that, yeah. look, I don't have to convince you guys. The people that we have to convince are the people that consider themselves the rock and roll connoisseurs that are like, oh, Van Halen and, and Slash. Like, those are the guitar gods. McCready is a fucking guitar god. Let's let's just address them. just just the focus and concentration that you have to have to be able to play while people are, you know, doing shit in your face and trying to grab the guitar mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's amazing. And he's, and, you know, he's encouraging it and he's, he's reveling yeah. in it, you know, he loves it. Yeah. And you mentioned, and you know, we mentioned 2006 earlier, we, we get a little uh, callback to 2006 even flow here. We do. Yeah, Matt Cameron, Matt fucking Cameron, a little bit of the flourish. And it kind of sounds like, all right, well, maybe it's just a little bit of something, but it's it starts to evolve and it starts to, okay, now everybody kind of lay off, let Matt do what he does and just crushes the solo, crushes the way on the solo. It kind of sounded, I don't know if you noticed that just the sound of, of one of his hits, it just sounded like he was hitting a bongo or something like that. It sounded so mm. stiff so hard that it just had this like bongo reverberated vibe to it 
Yeah, it could be he's got those he's got those like toms, you know, tightened really tight to give it kind of that bouncy sound to it. Sure. Yeah, it could be something like that. Right, yep. And finishes off the song, singing along with the crowd. It's got the wine bottle. Fantastic. Even flow is a great moment as usual. And uh, McCready gets the cred, and then Ed mentions uh, Soundgarden fans, and you know this is a, an unfortunate realization that around that this time the next year Soundgarden would obviously not be a thing anymore. That's that's a really disappointing uh, thing to to realize. But at the time, Soundgarden obviously Matt still having two bands. He mentioned Soundgarden and people wanting a seat in the back in order to watch Matt Cameron. Yet here comes Stone with the beginning of of Daughter. And uh, this section right here from Daughter, It's Okay, into the next song that I don't want to say just yet because I want it to feel special when it comes up. This is a callback to not just the Virginia Beach show in 2000, but all of that early 2000 tour. has always gone back to the It's Okay tab being the one to just bring everybody together, be the one that, that everybody's waiting for. WMA is great, Another Brick in the Wall is great, but like, It's Okay is the one where everybody is going to just have that scream, that reaction whenever it comes up. And I, I feel like this was probably played here as, as an homage to what was going on with uh, the bathroom band. Could be. And I, I, th- I think too, like, yeah, it's it's absolutely a, a callback to, to that Virginia Beach show from 2000. That's that's one of the most important shows that that Pearl Jam has ever played. I think how I, that I don't think that can be argued. So yeah, I think this is this is them kind of paying a little paying a little respect to the area for like, hey, you know, you guys helped us out back then. That that was important because yeah, the the crowd at that show is amazing. Too. Like they they give them a, a standing ovation from the very first before they even hit a note at that show. Like that, it, it gives me chills still to go back and listen to it. Just the opening opening song that they played, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I think yeah, I think I think you're right. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen it's okay tagged on drawers. So this is another one I wish I wish I would have been there to see. Would have been really special. Great great version here. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think it's definitely one of the highlights of the night. And uh, right afterwards, Mike gets to pick a sign out of the crowd that says it's okay with a peace sign in the O and he puts it back on his amp and he keeps yeah. it there the rest of the night. And then at the end of the night, he, uh, he takes a Sharpie out, signs it, hands it back to the person. I mean, stand up guy. What can you yeah. say? They're all just incredible human beings that, that do things like this and, and recognize what, what, what's going on in the crowd. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is another great moment that's about to happen right here. And if you're in the crowd, you got to be saying, Oh my God. Wow. How in a million years, how you would ever get this song in the middle of the set. And Ed said, this is, uh, this is for anybody that's had a great teacher in your life that has made an impact on you. Ask everybody to raise their hands. And many do. He gives a shout out to all the teachers. And there's a teacher that's in the crowd named G and he gets a spotlight on him. And he says, all right, this one's for you. I, you know, mention mentioning he, that he had a teacher, which obviously this song is about Long Road as your 12th song in the middle of the set. doing why go to open the show kind of would make you think and this goes back to when when i went to msg and they opened with go that night i never thought i would get released in the middle of the set but they did it and it was out of nowhere and it felt like whoa how in a million years would they ever put it there long road is here and that feels the same thing like it has to be in so many people's minds like almost unfathomable that they would do that yeah yeah it's just it's never done and and this is the song that they opened with in in 2000 on when they came back after ross killed and yeah like that version i think is is the best version of long road that that there is like i mentioned yes. that the, the crowd just unbelievable from the very beginning and yeah i think i think again this is this and daughter is is just paying some respect and paying some homage to to what the this this crowd in this area did for them back then really really special moment absolutely absolutely and if you want the numbers on this 90 times they've played long road 75 times as the opener a lot of the times that they didn't play it as an opener were like in that 2013 2014 where they opened with pendulum then went right into long road afterwards on very very rare occasions was it in the middle of the yeah. set like this or i call back to san diego in 2006 where they played it in the encore and was dedicated for ed's teacher being in his uh, in his hometown right. san diego so like 
a fantastic well, yeah. moment. Th- this might be the, the, the second or third latest that's ever been played. Oh, it has to be, yeah. yeah. It, we can go deeper on the numbers if we have to at a, at a different point, maybe in a, in a tease, tease to the show. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is terrific. This is an, an incredible performance. Matt sounds really good on this. Uh, Jeff sounds really good on this. And uh, it just... Would love to do an evolution episode on Long Road. I think it definitely has to be coming within the next year. It, it's been on my short list for a long time. Yeah. The yeah. next one is hard to imagine. Yep. If you guys yep. are following gets you into this little section here where they get you in the more i don't want to call them softer songs but like you know mid, um, mid-tempo mid-tempo right uh, wish yeah. list and your siren but like wish i don't know if you notice this in wish list but he says something like shining off your fried chicken's hood is that what he said i wish i was a moonshine Oh, I didn't hear that. That's Maybe. yeah. That would be I weird. thought that was very weird. I don't know what that was a reference to. I don't, somebody in the crowd holding up a bucket of chicken. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it had a great little Ebo part in there and an improv from Ed. And this kind of goes back to what you know the whole basis of this show. Uh, wishing he was part of the government. This is in his little improv that he does at the end of the song wishing he was part of the government and kind of recites the line i wish they'd let people be themselves and it, the law is obviously on his mind yeah, that it's is a direct pers- reference to that yeah 100 100 so important moment and poignant moment if you're there and you know what's going on then yeah you, you're tuned into it um sirens right after tuned a little bit differently ed has a nice little embellishment on the to see you in the arms of a fucking nothing man good little crowd exchange on that song too like here it's kind of some of the more somber tunes and some of the kind of like that that give you a little bit more introspective uh songs instead of the the rockers so that's you know they did the section up pretty nicely yeah the like i said the the this whole midsection show you can even go back to corduroy corduroy through sirens is all fantastic but then it all comes crashing down (laughs) uh did you hate habit as much as i did I don't hate the song, but it just sounded off. Like it, 
something was wrong. Some somebody was out of tune. Somebody was using the wrong guitar. It it didn't sound good. Well, it it's definitely down tuned, and they've played it in it's this wor- era. It's worse than that though. That the, these are wrong notes being played. Uh, that's what I thought as well. And I remember there was another version that we had done. It might have been like I don't know if they played it in one of those Wrigley shows, but there were some of those songs that they played at that Wrigley show that were egregiously bad undertuned. And I don't know if Habit was one of them, but I feel like we've covered Habit and it sounded like this, but this just is not good. However, yeah, just if it's in, if it's supposed to be in tune, if it's supposed to be out of tune, it stinks. It's sludgy, it's and, and you see it this is another Stone moment. Stone knows it. Stone knows it sucks because he kind of gives the little smirk, like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah, yeah and I think it's, I think it's Ed's guitar too, because there's a moment I think after the, because the, the speaking as a child of the '90s is, is a little, little angsty. Yeah, he's, he's a little pissed off, mm-hmm. and I think after that he either realizes it or, you know, what I think happened. I think the guitar was supposed to be tuned down but he wasn't playing it as it, he was playing oh, it the original way maybe okay and he realizes it he he corrects it because it that last part he it sounds better like you're like oh that's that's habit that's the note yeah i, I noticed been looking for. i noticed the jam at the end actually sounded really really good yeah and i think ed corrected himself if he was he was probably he was playing it because the if the guitar's tuned you have to adjust your fingering sure if you're gonna play it no, I don't think he was doing that, so I think that was what was throwing it off. That's an interesting point. Okay, cool. And, you know, just to address that, the song was a dedication to uh, a soldier that was in the crowd that uh, apparently got a tambourine at a show in Philly. It was kind of a it was a weird story that kind of mixed all over the place, but apparently there were some, uh, you know, the soldier and his brother were trying to keep clean from substance, substance abuse, mm-hmm. and Ed uh, had dedicated it to them. So, it, nice that that he dedicated that to them but could have could have done it a little better <laughs> yeah uh a little matt channeling <laughs> in me there but uh <laughs> you mean you it's it's not i mean th- this is not nitpicky it does no, the it, song is ruined like awful. it is it doesn't sound good yeah and it's unavoidable it's legit awful so yeah. you know unfortunate but you know what Give me anything before 2000, like 2000. Oh, no code? Sure, if n- I'd been there, I'd have been rocking out. 90, yeah. 96 to 2000, like when Habit is played in that era, like Habit is perfect. But I think a little bit after that, they kind of leave it off some shows and it kind of becomes this more uncommon song. And there's a lot of yeah. uncommon songs that are played here. Kind of gets left off a little bit and maybe they just sort of forget what the mindset was when the song was sounding really good back in the day. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about No Code in, in a little bit. I, got, I know we will. Yeah. You got yeah, got you, some thoughts on that. Yep. You got my song that was hit and your song's going to hit in a little bit as oh, well. It's going to have, I've got a really sad story. Oh, no. Well. Coming up. It's it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break your heart. Where's my Kleenex? Where's, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, Ed kind of tells a little story about a local person that just got free from jail after 33 years uh, due to DNA evidence and given a fly is dedicated to them. And there's a very slight lyric change, uh, waiting locked in instead of waiting locked out. I, I don't know if you caught that, but that was very that was very crafty from Ed there. Uh, good, yep. good version. Mike's talking to crowd members at the end, thought that was kind of cool. And uh, 
Ed's mentioning here they're they're doing good with the sing-alongs. So, uh, you know, they were doing good with the quiet ones. So let's get you into Lucan. And there was at least like six or seven intelligible words there. Uh, maybe <laughs> six. Yeah. Yeah. He started off good and then he kind of lost the lost the train of it. Keys and, home. Yeah. Curse yeah. dumb. Like he has he, he has those like he hits those words at the end of the sentence to make sure. But yeah, then that's just like, keys, home. There's a lot of that going on. It's it's like, all right, well, we want to get more songs into the set list. How, how do we make this a 33-song show? The main set was 18 songs long, but when you look at it, there are yeah. two songs that are kind of under two minutes with Lucan and right. Setting Forth that are more of your transitional kind of songs but lucan transitions into river mirror fine and river mirror's great jeff once again mvp Ooh, oh absolutely yeah. locking it down yeah uh, jeff is amazing in this the big clapping before it revs up to hit the big finish was fantastic and uh look ed and ed and jeff are jamming during this during the bridge and it's such a great visual because it kind of reminds you of when they're you know the, the famous poster when they're going back to back i believe that was pink pop yeah. Uh, yeah like it reminds you of that you almost never see that anymore like jeff if he's jamming with anybody he's usually jamming with, with mike just because they're on the same side but very cool to see them both together and and uh and see them kind of locked in and, and what do we always say on this show john never a bad version and just chalk add another one to the list yep great into the pile gets a little bit gets a little bit spacey too yeah it very, does very cool yep and yeah. it has all kind of different personalities to it but that's how that's how you end the main set we're here in the encore so let's pause for station identification and talk a little bit about patreon and uh john we have some great news don't we yeah, it was kind of a kind of a slow week for Patreon, right? Not not a lot to talk about. We can probably just skip through this real quick. Oh, yeah. wait, no. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about that because you kind of like you were gonna do like a telethon <laughs> before we recorded this episode. You were you were doing you went you went full Jerry Lewis, like you were gonna you were in it for the long haul. I didn't want to come on this show and be like, hey, last week we had such a big week. And, you know, we got to 98 and I didn't want to come on the show and be like, oh, we, we, we went nowhere. I at least wanted to hit and get to 100. And yes, I, I, I did. I went and I did my best shill. And you know what? I, I guess we earned it because we got we got the numbers on this. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and and hey, and. And we're starting another 100. We're at 101 right now. We're at right. I just noticed that, We got too. another one. Yeah, we got another one right as we started. That's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you guys so much. That's amazing. So, you know, the, the big news here is that you're getting a party, first of all. Mm-hmm. Patreon party is, is – and this is open to everybody. It's not just open to patrons. It's open to every, everybody that listens to the show, friends of the show, uh, you know – people that we had on last time that were part of the gift exchange you're all invited like this is going to be a celebration uh, of just the next phase of life and returning to you know hopefully being hopeful about shows and uh we have matt's band is going to be lined up to play again he he kind of gave me some hints of of what he wants to do in the set list so uh that should be very exciting and yeah. uh, we we might have some very special guests on as well, so uh, you know, yeah. stay tuned for all I think that. It'll be I think it'll be worth your time. I think you'll be 
there'll be there'll be some things that uh that be you need to be interested in. So Absolutely. yeah, we're gonna when we get a date nailed down, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it. We'll be talking about it on the show. We'll be talking about it on our social media. So yeah, if you, if you can, we'd love to see everybody there. Absolutely. So all right, let's uh let's thank the people that made this possible. The people that you can thank for giving you a party, we're gonna thank because they're contributing to to our cause and to what we're doing and to bring you guys not just a podcast but a website that we're working incredibly hard on and speaking of that um the first person i want to thank is alex hoggard and alex has been doing a tremendous job he's been a you know i kind of recruited him we were doing some things for i guess the album a day thing that we were doing on our on our facebook group and every day he was writing in and sharing his thoughts and I'm like, you know what? He's a damn good writer. I would love for him to write some write some stuff for us. And he's, uh, I believe, he's from the UK, and you know, he has a lot of experience for, from those shows. So he's he's bringing in a different vibe. Most of our our writers are are US based, so you know, it's great to have people in that kind of know the 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 shows from England and 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 get some of those in. And and uh, we're excited to finally have him on board as a patron. And he's he's a good friend of ours and a very very hard worker. So thank you, Alex. And uh, thanks, n- Alex. Yeah. Number one hundred, Michael Bailey. Michael Bailey, thank you so much. One hundred patron of one hundred, and uh, for that he um, he earned himself a live on four legs mask, and uh, that should be coming. He's going to be getting some. He's going to be getting some bootlegs from from yeah from Patrick Bogle. I like heard that that was. He's going to be making out like a bandit on this you're, thing. You're right. Yeah. That, I mean. Hey, when we say we come through on something, we come through big time. So, and for everybody else too, anybody that that joined on this day will will get. Oh my God, we literally do. We have one of. I swear to fucking God, <laughs> it refreshed right as I was in mid sentence. I, I am not shitting you guys. We just hit one hundred and two as good, we were doing. Good timing this. for. Uh, for Denny there. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So, okay, let's let's thank the the 101 yeah. patron 101 yeah. and patron 102, Danny T. Uh it seems like they're from Canada cuz they paid with with Canadian dollars. So, uh Excellent. from US to Canada, Canada. Thank thank you all up there. And uh and Denny McCauley. I think Denny has been commenting on some of our stuff lately and, and they've oh, been great. really enjoying stuff. So, uh, yeah. and I, I believe that they had said that they had wanted to become a patron. So great. Thank you for, yeah. I hope you guys it. go back, you know, all that, all that archived content is still oh, there. All the, all the, all the, all the evolution episodes, all the yes. bonus content. It's, it's all there for you. I hope you guys get a chance. You know, get that Patreon app. You can scroll through and li- just go nuts, listen to all that stuff. Yep. And at one point, maybe I'll put everything together because it's kind of hard to find things on the app. Maybe I'll just like put a link list all together so you can kind of see yeah, yeah. where all the evolution episodes and and just an sure. easy direction of that. Uh, but yes, if you want to become patron 103 or 104 or 105, and you know we can keep going on forever. We we won't. You know, we won't throw a party for patron number 112, but hey, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, you can join our group and just, you know, join the fun. Head on over to patreon.com slash live and four legs or download the Patreon app. We have the three tiers, the $1 bonus leg tier, which all of the people that joined up today are $1 bonus leg members. And that's all we ask for. Just join for the bonus leg so you can get the content and just 
get everything that's we we just want people that enjoy the show to be able to have as much of it as possible because we you know we go out and and we do this we we couldn't do it without those one dollar patrons absolutely that's that's fantastic absolutely and now like a a lot of the 102 102 now a a big chunk of them are the bonus leg people and they're fantastic so the bonus leg is one dollar the giggle leg is five dollars with the giggle leg you get to request a show that we'll be doing uh on the podcast at some point in the future the ten dollar leg is the horizon leg and that will give you a profile episode as along along with uh, a show for us to cover on the pod as well as an executive producer title on our on our website and an opportunity to get some more things and and with the mask we are actually, I have a big stack of masks and I have promised some people that are patrons from earlier that haven't gotten mask. If you are one of those people, please get in touch with us so I can send you one. I have about 30 and I promise to those people and I promise to the people that have been writing for us for the concertpedia, you guys are all going to get masks. But uh, for the people that are new patrons, uh, you'll get a mask if you didn't sign up today. People that signed up today are getting masks. The way to get a mask would be if you sign up for the ten dollar uh, leg, we're gonna send you one right away. If you sign up for the gig leg, uh, four it'll it'll be four months of gig leg sign up uh, before we send you a mask. If you sign up to the bonus leg and show that you paid for the entire year subscription on the bonus leg, we'll send you one right away. Same with the gig leg, uh, but if not. The bonus leg will be for a full year, uh, and then we'll send it to you after a year. But yes, everybody, we will make sure that, that you guys get a mask, And uh, but they are going to be going rather quickly. So if that's something that you really want, head on over now, join, and uh, hey, this week you'll have a Bridge School episode, 2010 Night 2. It'll be there. Yeah. And, and join our Discord. Send us an email. We'll send you a link to our Discord. A lot of great stuff going on over there. A lot of, a lot of like random bootlegs get posted there. A mm-hmm. lot of stuff that we talk about. Like, there that's that's kind of a a little like little treasure trove of extra content as well. So, if you're on Discord, if you're interested in that, send us an email. We'll send you the link, and you can you can join the conversation over there as well. Yep, we love all, all of our Discord people. Absolutely, head on over. Uh, we'd love love for you to join those conversations because that's that's how you get in. That's how you get into this group. And, and we're really over. You and I are brains. posting on the thing all the time, so it's yep. a good way to kind of get get direct to us. You can never get rid of us, can you? <laughs> well, soon you'll be able to get rid of me a little bit. You'll be around, but temporarily. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get back into the rock here. Uh, Ed, thanks everybody for sticking around. And you know, we played the clip earlier of Ed talking about this, but we'll mention this again. Uh, this is where he brings up the the bathroom ban and brings up why they had to cancel the show. And ultimately, because there's nothing like the immense power of boycotting, it could be that uh, the way it's ultimately going to affect change. And you know, maybe maybe that was a thing that that did help because when they held out, it wasn't bringing revenue to the state, and more people that sign up uh, sign on on that, like more other acts that that were about to do it, like that's uh, that's less revenue. Like everybody, it's all about what's going into their pockets, and if they're not making money, then it's not worth it to them. So, yeah. th- voting voting with your dollars just as important as voting at the ballot box. Absolutely. And the next song is dedicated to all the soldiers in the LGBTQ community. And but did you hear the did you hear the request that was made? Uh yeah, Act did of you Love. Did mention that? Yeah, someone I, guess, I don't know if someone had a sign or he heard someone yell it out, 
but someone called out for Act of Love. How cool would that have been? He goes, he even mentions it. He goes, oh, Act of Love, that's a good request. Yeah, right. Uh, we're not going to play it, but the, you know they, they weren't going to do it. But shout out to that person. That that would have been crazy. I think that, and that would have been pretty appropriate for, you know, yeah, for absolutely. what was going on. So uh, instead you get I Am a Patriot and uh, it's Ed Solo. And I don't know if you noticed it, but he changed the lyrics from girlfriend to boyfriend here. Oh, if you have, yeah, of course. And, Absolutely. you know, it's a sign of solidarity with the LGBTQ yeah. community. I can't, oh, that, that I can't say that end. sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, he hits that note at the end. It's, you know, he's he's putting everything he's got into this one. This is another one like, you know, like Wishlist and a couple other ones we mentioned that direct mentions to the Raleigh situation. So he's right. he's definitely putting everything he's got into it. Very nice dedication. And it just continues on into Sleeping by Myself. And uh, he's got the uke. And the uke says, it literally says in Sharpie or on a piece of tape, it says Clarence. And it says, this is my uke named Clarence. It's a boy. And it's okay to love whoever you want. That fantastic moment. It's great. It's, it's bringing up everything that, that he believes in here. And um, he barely even strums the thing until the actual part where he's he has to play and then when it gets to that part he's like fuck what do i do believe in love and disaster i fucked that up i'm again see what's left of it can i do it again i'm gonna get it i, I can i can get it This is a different kind of, of train wreck than Habit was, but it is just as much of a train wreck. And then there's like there's like dick jokes and like yeah, yeah you, you, they kind of lost me at this point. Yeah, the, the, he he had mentioned that that Mike was playing a white grudge, a beautiful guitar, and he had mentioned, oh, Mike's Mike's is bigger than mine, and and I, he was going in all different directions, and he was trying at one point. He remembered the melody, but then he was like, fuck, I forget the lyrics now. And he's going, yeah. and he's like, doing stuff. he's like, oh, okay. Now he gets it. And this it, was another one where Stone just clicked into like yep. auto mode. He just, yeah, he's just checked out. Right. Bring, bring, bring Stone back to 1993 when, when he was, uh, he was more in charge of shit. Yeah. Well, I'd be, but sleeping by myself, like, I know it's, it's not the most popular song in in the Pearl Jam fandom a lot of people have it in their bottom 10 probably myself included like why are they playing the song here yeah, literally anything else like yeah, yeah it just kind of lost me like it's yeah eh. right yeah i i feel the same way eh. we we did it a couple weeks ago when we did Cincinnati and i was just like yeah this is fine but yeah. yeah at least this one has talking points but yeah. you know I, like give me an off he goes give me a footsteps give me a just breathe sure Give me Yellow Moon, do Future Days, do something. Yeah. Look, but the, ne- the next one you get yeah. is Comeback, and like yeah, that that's great. a great one for this section. Mm-hmm. De- oh, yeah. Dedicated for a dad named Peyton and Dr. Michael Richter, and uh, not Mike Richter, not the Rangers goalie, but a different Michael Richter, I suppose. Uh, but, you know, whenever this gets played, it usually feels like there's a purpose for it. They're not just going to play this song just just because like this is always uh either a dedication or you know due to something that has happened in their lives or somebody else's life that has impacted them and uh boy is that solo at the end just powerful yeah. 
best moments of this in this encore. Yeah. Sometimes you get this song and it feels like a grieving moment, and sometimes it feels like a healing moment. I feel like this was more of a healing moment than grieving moment, and just that you just get that that sense of relief when when Mike hits that ah that beautiful unbelievable and to tie that in back to back with sad and to to know that like kind of the themes of the song are the same but you, you kind of get something that's a little bit more energetic and and a little bit more of a rarer song to get in a set lit in the set list is is fantastic like i you know how much i love the song and how it's probably yeah. number two on my list of like have to see it right now uh after Brain of J, but had I have gone to the show, I wouldn't have had to worry about anything. Uh, but freaking awesome. Love Sad. I really like this stretch of song from here, from Comeback through Breath was incredible. I really, really like this section, even though Lightning Bolt was a bit of a a, a disaster in its own right. But um, yeah, once in a again, different way. Right. Three, three, three different train wrecks in this show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um Mike, Mike just sounds great at the end of Sad. Like another just mm-hmm. fantastic moment for Mike. Uh, yes, yeah, light- always cool. Always cool when they play Sad. Lightning bolt. Something happens during this, and I'm not sure what it was, but the crowd catches it. Ed catches it, and he completely disregards that first chorus. Tells security, points out the the fan, and the other other fans are being like, "It's this guy, it's this guy," and uh, he's escorted away. Ed get, gets back on the mic during that kind of like, do no, 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 like he, he's saying, "Might as well stop, dude. We caught you being a douchebag. You're, you're out of here. You got it. Just go out nice and easy." We'll see you next time. Someone being a drunk idiot, probably getting in people's faces, just like right. it, you know, just like the Lucan and Wrigley, mm-hmm. you know, this probably, this one probably not as intense as that one. Right. But still, someone, someone just had, had a little too much and making a little spectacle of themselves. So yeah, that they had to be, they had to be escorted out. What's rule number one, John? Don't be a dick. Yeah, asshole, but yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels like, yeah, right after that, it, fe- it feels like they they get right back into the song, and it has some kind of, like, Ed, you see his face the whole entire time. He keeps that anger for the rest of the song, and it has a really good vibe to it. Mike sounds fantastic in it, and, you know, Ed's going on to the speakers. He's kind of rocking back and forth, kind of walking around the stage, kind of maybe getting some of the, the anger worked off of, of, of him, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this one this one kind of stung with him for the rest of the song, but it, it added to. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anytime, anytime you he gets a little amped up, you know he he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's you. There's no you have everybody in the building knows what he's feeling every single moment of these shows, and that's why we love him. And it, that that can go that can be for the benefit of the show a lot of times, but for a lot of times it can can be like this where it adds a little something extra that, that you, didn't, you didn't bargain for uh, yep absolutely so uh there's a little call and response thinking singing thing where he's like yeah and the crowd responding like it's this kind of stuff that freddie mercury does uh but he addresses the knucklehead that got kicked off and said that uh some other guy had potential to be a dirtbag but he's got a great girl next to him that mean makes him a little better um, I, he just picked somebody random on the side stage. It was very <laughs> weird. How did he even see? He's like you with the beard, and the guy's like, "Wait, me? me? All yeah, all the yeah. way up in the second tier? 
Yep, yeah. that, that's who Ed saw. So here it is. Uh, Ed says, can we throw a little something on the menu that wasn't there before? A little, <sighs> a little request. Here's an extra side dish. <sighs> so I can only guess what the story is. It's that <sighs> you just, the whole thing culminating in you not, you know, you choosing Raleigh over this show, not getting Raleigh, <sighs> and then not going to this show, and then mm-hmm. afterwards hearing that they did it. Obvious. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So Did I get it? Or? Do, I, do I have time to tell a little bit of a story here? Absolutely. Let's All we go, do is tell stories. Let, let's go back to 2013. So I go to Charlotte. Fantastic show. We covered it on the podcast. You guys were nice enough to, even before I was officially on the show, you guys were nice enough to let me come and talk about it. Fantastic show. However, show before that and the show after that, Charlottesville and New Orleans, they played in my tree favorite song mm. i have yet to hear in my tree they played it both bookends of that that show 2014 go to memphis memphis great show Moline's you like were three there later. you were yeah what what happens after that they play no code mm-hmm. in its entirety less yeah three days later two days later um this show i go I'm at three. I'm at the three shows surrounding this. This is the one they choose to just throw in. Oh, not on the set list. Oh, just throw it in. In my tree. John's not here. We'll play it. Right? Like, oh, I just cannot win with this song. I don't know what to tell you, man. I think you got to win that yeah. contest where you get to create the set list and then you'll oh, have I tried. your say. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've got my I've got my I've got my life wasty shirt for it. If I if I get a GA again, I'm gonna wear it, and he's he's gonna see me. That's all you can hope for, I guess. Like, yep. Yep. look, I, I've gotten it twice, and um, I would love to get it again. Like, I think a lot of songs from the the show like in my tree sad uh inside job that's going to come up a little bit later yeah. Raina J from earlier like those are songs that i have either not seen or haven't seen in a very 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 long time so i'm still in a way always kind of chasing those so I, I know how it feels and especially when i always get to a show and it's like all right time for a rare song here's all night and i'm like fuck this I don't want to hear all night again because it's not yeah. that great of a but song. Like I always say, you know, I've, been, I've only been to nine shows, so you know, I'm not as up there as, as some people because I do live in Georgia, where they don't come down here a lot. But you know, I've seen I've seen B Girl twice, I've seen Of the Earth twice. Yeah, like I've seen some cool stuff, but I just I've I've just always been always been one always been one notch off of in my tree. I've always been missed it by just that much. And yeah, this one, this one was tough because, like, after going back and seeing, like, yeah, we just wanted to, we just wanted to throw this extra in for you guys. Like, really? Couldn't have done that. Couldn't have done that. Two minutes before, but it was really five minutes before. Three minutes later. Oh, it's great! It's great. Mike sounds Mike's amazing. amazing. Jeff is amazing. Oh my god, it's it's a great version of that. It's one of the best. One of the best. Of like later versions you'll hear. Yeah. And again, they know. It reminded me of Charlottesville as well. You know, you get getting sad and in my tree like this, and that you know people love that show. But yeah, this one, this one broke my heart. Yeah, I uh, look. All I can say is that maybe you know, since now you're 
you're with the podcast, maybe the podcast luck is on your side. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> If if there is such a thing, I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna yeah. stay positive and say that there is. But you know, Nashville and St. Louis, come on. That's if, you know, let, let's let's get that rescheduled Raleigh show. Let's get right. two or three Atlanta shows and let's make it happen. That's right. Yep. Uh, it falls uh, falls into breath. Great, fantastic version of breath where Mike again is a highlight. And and Jeff whole, again, man. Jeff like, too. This is a Jeff show. Great. <laughs> it absolutely is. Ed is holding up his guitar and, and letting it shine on the crowd like he's done, you know, in the, in the right actor during that full, like, this is... He, he, this, he brings out that guitar just for that. He doesn't even yeah, play that guitar. Yeah, no, he didn't play that guitar. I've never seen that guitar before in my life. It's like yeah. green. Yeah. Ed doesn't play green guitars. It's very weird. But yeah, I think it's what he did. Someone, you know, a, a shout out to, I think it was... I'm gonna, I've been doing so many of these people have been doing so many of these reviews for the website somebody mentioned it at another show I want to say it was Hillary mentioned it at one of the Amsterdam shows oh. that that he did this and she even like had the, the make like it's like a Duesenberg huh. guitar so I think he's 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 been known to do this from time to time it's just it just brings this guitar out it shines like a blue light out in the crowd or something yeah cool moment Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know the make of it, but that, that's very cool. Yeah. Good, uh, hey, good on Hillary for, for bringing yeah. that up. That's, that's why she's on our team. She, she's, she's got the big brains. <laughs> and then it was, Ed's doing the Roger Daltrey thing. He's flipping the microphone around. Like, yeah, this is, this is great. Right. Evolution in the porch and your Encore 1. Porch kind of tricked me. I don't know if it tricked you, but in the beginning, when they're kind of sounding like they're doing the riffy stuff, they kind of go in a different direction. You're like, wait, is this going to be a different sort of porch intro? But no, they get back into what the actual verse was. It was just yeah, kind then, of a, a tease yeah. for two seconds. But uh, and, and, you know, let's mention Evolution, too. Stone has a great moment, another great of course. solo. Yeah. And Ed forgets the lyrics, of course. Yep. And it's, uh, it's yeah, deep into the, the night. He's been drinking a, a lot. Right, right, but this is uh, yeah, this is this is almost bread and butter for this this encore evolution and porch. Like the sh- the green balls come down, yep. shenanigans, Ed's out in the crowd, barricade, you know, touching like, everybody. Yeah, yep, yeah, um, yep. Uh, it's just again, Jeff is just the MVP, and he is fantastic in this bridge and the whole solo. You can just hear how vibrant his bass is, and you know sometimes it's kind of in in the background a little bit, and you know it's not mixed in where he's as as much of a focal point but here he's once again just just the shining star and sounding fantastic so uh but that all that all gets you into the second encore the way that they start off the second encore is a little bit of a happy birthday for a woman named liz who's part of the crew and uh after happy liz burns right uh is it i'm unsure i believe so she's she's one of the tour managers i think or she's with the camera department. Uh, hey. She's been around a long time. Yeah, that's not something that I know, but I I trust you on that knowledge. She's like one of the camera managers or something, or she's okay. she has a tour manager title maybe. But yeah, she's been with them since at least two thousand three. Cool. Okay. You'll but, you'll see her name in the credits of a lot of stuff. Right. Right. But good. Good, yeah. good to her for her to get to yeah. be on stage and kind of get a moment. Uh, you know, the, some of those people are like. You know, we Liz Burns. That's kind of like one of the un 
unsung heroes of, of the band that that goes out there Part and of the busts their ass. Yep. Absolutely, you know, there's so many Keeley and and uh, some of their guitar techs, Brett Elias, and like all of those guys George that have been and, there from yeah. the beginning. Smitty, who's now their manager, yep. like. Yep. You know, they're everybody that they keep people on because people are good people. So uh, that gets them to turn around to the back, play Elderly Woman for the back, which is a nice version. Nice to see the back getting some love. It happened a lot on this tour, whether it was Smile yeah, they've or got Last that, Kiss. They've got that full setup back there. This is yep. this is cool, too, because we, we talked about that a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where they, they didn't have the full setup. And this one, you've got Cameron just on, like, a little makeshift drum kit. And, and it's a completely different setup. Like, Cameron's in the front. You know, Jeff's yeah. kind of off to the side of him. Stones, Mike's down, like behind the barrier, like almost in the crowd, but like playing to them, like. And then Ed's on top, behind everybody, kind of on the drum riser. This is it's a really different kind of setup for them. Yeah, but hey, we don't look, talk about that a lot. We don't know, but uh, yeah, it, look, everybody just kind of gets a chance to you know change change the game a little bit and just do something a little bit different, and and it's cool. Yeah. Whenever they do it, it's a nice touch for the PN. I've been. I've been that person a lot. Like sometimes I haven't been able to get the the ten club tickets, and you know I've, I've settled for getting behind the stage, and yeah. uh, it's our moment, and it's nice to to get that. So I appreciate whenever they do do it, and I will say that the first time that they've ever done it was Buffalo 2013. I never want to go back on that because I swear <laughs> to God, swear to God, I've never seen it before. And every time since. So uh, after Elderly Woman Inside Job is played uh, in memory for activists named Jennifer Jaff and Mike mentions her and talks about how she helped people uh, who didn't have insurance uh, get the proper care and shouts out somebody named Alan in the crowd who helps for the same cause and double neck guitar is out and that's how you know it's special. And look, um, this is one of my favorite songs. It's one. It's been one of my favorite songs probably since around the time that that this show happened. And uh, it's. I haven't seen this song since my first show. I don't think I really appreciated it as much here, uh, as much then. But uh, here, if I were at this show, like there's so many songs that I would have just been crazy for and this is just one of them to to see mike out with the with the double neck and ed kind of sings to it at at a couple points it's very cool and it's just you know another little little gem tossed in for just the fan service especially in the second encore you know usually they're they're kind of like elderly woman black and let's go bread and butter but nope this is spliced in there and that kind of mixes mixes in and makes this feel more like the the charlottesville show that we that we mentioned before yeah, and this inside drop can hang with these songs too. Like it, it it's up there in this Absolutely. in this of songs. Like it, it doesn't feel like it. You know, you sandwich it between, you know, a small town, which is a, a crowd favorite sing along thing, and then you know the the heavy hitters that come after. But this doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel out of place. It it can definitely hang with with these songs in this encore too. And that that's just a testament to the to the song and yeah they play the shit out of it they really do every time like mike is always feeling it and yeah i mean like it's it's always like it's so many songs in this like it's always a great moment and this is just another one like a really like not a lot of times you're gonna get this in encore two really really special moment and you know it's it might be their like i said it's one of your favorite songs it might be my favorite post riot act album song that they've done yeah yeah, and look, there were a lot of dedications at the show for good reason. So, you know, when you know when they're 
they're set to, to kind of take requests and take dedications. It's usually for, you, you get songs like this. It's never a song like, hey, somebody requested a live or somebody requested Jeremy. It, no, it, it's a song like Inside Job that has more meaning. And uh, not to say that the other songs don't have meaning, but like, you know, it has a very narrowly focused meaning. So we all know what the song means to Mike, how important it is to him, and he got to speak beforehand. So yeah, like absolutely perfect for the moment. And to get inside job going into black, that is like, uh, that's, that's a dream to get the two songs back to back and you're just you're tapping in on those emotional moments and you kind of know that all right after black you're about to finish the show you're about to go into your bread and butter but like that's a perfect segue into all that mike's got that look on his face he's gonna go into that realm that that just when he closes his eyes and kind of lifts his head back a little bit he's going into the realm where only he has the key he has the key to that kingdom and and boy does the solo sound fantastic as always? There's never a bad version of Black. When we belong together at the end and, and the quiet part of the song is it's about to fade out. The crowd singing the doo 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 doos, and that's like a seamless segue into a live, really, really cool sounding, almost even a little bit eerie. Yeah, and we talk about too how, you know, Black is always, you know, how are you going to follow up these super emotional kind of moments we talk about crown of thorns a lot like the only thing that can follow up crown of thorns is black yeah because it's the only thing that's going to continue that momentum and same with inside job like you can't go inside job into you know comatose or inside job into sonic producer or inside job into some like kind of throw off kind of fun cover like that's it has to be black there and yeah that they they fit together really well at this and even alive at this show i thought you know we it's another one that we don't really talk about you know we kind of just go bread and butter and it is what it is but this version of alive is great as well i thought it really bouncy bands really into it crowds into it sound like sound like they were having a great time just a fantastic version of alive as well yep your bread and butter here is alive rocking in the free world and indifference instead of lead breader uh but it feels like an indifferent show because it's kind of you know with, with a couple of the the hits in and out of here and and the songs like we mentioned before inside job and and in my tree and breath and and sad and a couple others like it's it's got some it's got some gems so and, and not a lot of verses like a, you get a rear view mirror you get a elderly woman a daughter you get a yeah but and not a lot of not a lot of verses on here so right. that that makes sense too that they would they would tack another one on at the end sure uh rocking in free world stuck out to me just because the tambourines are just being chucked into the crowd liberally and <laughs> like he just not giving a fuck all right yeah, over here yeah. all right let's go Tambo to the middle. right of course and then um you know something we before we went and hit record on this we were like hey you know it seems like this is a pretty important moment but it actually happens more often than we think. Jeff and Mike switching up for Jeff playing the guitar and Mike playing the bass in Stone solo. I think we're always fixated yep. on what Stone's doing in the solo that right. we just don't realize that they switch up. And it's it's kind of, uh, it's almost so subtle. Like, they're just kind of like, hey, here you go, here you go. And, like, yep. you kind of yep. don't notice it. But even when Mike's playing, like, you can really feel Mike on the bass and, like, he kind of, he, he he puts his own little spin and own little groove on it. It is pretty cool. Oh, there was a cool moment, too, where Jeff is Jeff and Stone are on opposite sides of the stage, mm-hmm. and they're kind of, kind of having a little stare down, like a little playoff. <laughs> 
like they're kind of like showing off each other. Like Jeff's kind of challenging him. Like, all right, I, I can I can hang with you. Yeah, that that was really fun. I, this yeah, great great moment. And yeah, I'm gonna be watching this from from now on too to kind of to kind of listen for it, see how often it actually happens. I think, like I said, I think it happens a lot more than we think. Yeah, probably. And I I do remember it happening at one of one of the shows that I've been to. But uh, you, you're right. If you're not if you're not narrowed in and, and glued into into it, you can you could just miss it. So, um, I, did you catch? There was another incident. <laughs> it's just like camera cuts like mid song. It cuts to a, like a dude in a Yankee jersey, and the security's got him pinned back, and he's like just mouthing off at somebody. And, and the guy's obviously on his like tenth, eleventh, fiftieth drink of the night, and like right, get right. that fucker out of there. And and it just and look, there are going to be Yankee fans that are listening in, but it just like icing on the cake that the dude's wearing a Yankee shirt. <laughs> Like it's yeah, so appropriate, yeah. uh, but like apparently they were out. the The goons were out on on this night, mm-hmm. and uh, they they got what was coming to them. So, uh, but best moment from this little part is this little girl in the middle gets a, a tambourine, and Ed says, "You're the future. Women are the future," and that's always an important moment when Ed gets to do something like that and gets to, uh, you know, pay tribute to to somebody who is literally the future of this world. Like she could have been like 11, 12 then. And now she's thinking about college. How crazy, incredible time happens and grows and, and shit happens. So right. uh, that's fantastic. She has, she has a souvenir for life in that. And uh, yeah, indifference kind of ends the show and, and the, the band just seems really happy with where they were with it. And they kind of knew that there was a lot of weight, coming on their shoulders in this show and i i think they had you can see in the in their in their faces that it's like okay we did something really really tough today but we got through it and we got this is being that this was the way that we got through it we're we're proud that we achieved it this way yeah and it would have been it would have been really easy coming off of greenville you know i mentioned like not a lot of versus songs of the show they were kind of played out on that a little bit after greenville yeah and it would have been really easy to to kind of have a, a, a letdown night because you you know that you've got the Raleigh thing hanging over your shoulder. They know they they didn't want to cancel. Obviously, you never want to cancel a show, but felt like they had to, and that's obviously weighing on them. And then coming off of such a such a high after Greenville, yeah, they, they would have been primed for a letdown. But yeah, that they they stepped up at the show. I mean, I was prepared to to kind of give this show kind of a mediocre rating. You know, I was I didn't think there was going to be a lot of great moments in it, but it kind of surprised me you know that you know, shout out to julia for requesting it you know this is one that she latched from too early on and yeah it was it was i i got a lot more out of it than i thought i was going to yeah the show has a good personality to it absolutely yeah like it has it has a good message and it has songs that especially i mentioned it a million times the, that i consider my my songs that have always been in my rotation I would love to get a show like this, you know? Hell, if I would have been smart at the time, I would have taken a drive down to Virginia. Probably sure. stay at my cousin's house. My cousin lives down in Virginia. I would have stayed there. So, and, you know, we next, next time with, I'll be uh, smart. We could have stayed with Justin from Program. Shout out to those guys yeah, there in this just, area as well. We didn't know them at the time. Hell, I didn't even know yeah. you at the time. So, yeah, a lot of things. And we are better equipped for shows in the future now. Let's just, yeah, we'll say it. We'll put it that way. All right, let's uh, let's give a top three here. What do you got? What are your top three favorite moments? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
as much as it pains me, I gotta go in my tree as number three. Just not on the set list. Throwing that in there, like, hey, let's just let's just play in my tree for the hell of it. And it's a fantastic <laughs> version, and just that knowing that they can just do that at any time just makes it even worse for me. But I gotta <laughs> throw that on as a moment. Um, yeah, I'll go. Oh, so many. I mean, you know, you want to say, you know, I mentioned that. A lot of that main set is great. You know, Not For You is great. I Am Mine is great. Brain of Jay is great. Uh, I got to go. Uh, give me Inside Job as a number two. Felt like that was a really cool moment. Really powerful performance. And then my number one is going to be the the daughter into long road that whole that little section the little mini kind of unspoken tribute to 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 2000 and and everything that you know this this area did for them at the time that that has to be number one that really stood out to me when i was listening to this i i agree i i can't i can't just say daughter it's okay and long road is as separate pieces i think the whole thing goes in as as one entity so yeah that that would be my number one for this as well uh, i'm also going to say come back uh the solo and come back was just fantastic yeah, like, yeah. that was definitely one of my favorite moments from this and not for you not for you was really really good i thought not for you was a great highlight uh but again like you're you know we're missing out on moments like wishlist was fantastic you know nod to to what was going on uh with the bathroom ban and uh i am a patriot had the same uh dedication breath breath yeah. was breath was great inside job that even, I the even flow line. yep yeah of, of course I, I left brain of jay off my list you know yeah and yeah. you know maybe i i could make a top three that's all just just jeff moments you could do that sure but um sure. you know this whole show just had different little nuances that make that make it really good so with that being said let's figure out a rating for it you thought that you were going to go into this thinking it was mediocre you probably were a little uh i, I don't know were, were you kind of like angry at the show for a long time and being like ah, i don't ever want to listen to it i don't want anything to do with it you, you sounded like you had some of that vibe kind of kind of coming off you during in my tree there yeah i might have i might have listened to this right when they released it and then and then not not i don't think i'd even listened to it since then um but yeah you know i was i was prepared to give this like a six or a seven um because you know you know we talked about habit is a is a train wreck sleeping by myself is kind of a train wreck the the crowd we talked about you know great early on some some you know louts in the crowd kind of ruined it near the end but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that away from it you know that that's gonna happen so I mean that, again this this impressed me you know I, it, I I was pleasantly surprised listening to it and I'm gonna give it an eight uh, that's exactly where I am I'm gonna give it an eight as well I think it deserves it. Um, you know, a, a lot of really good moments, uh, and moments that you remember that kind of get connected through the show and, uh, certain songs will do that, especially the ones that don't get played too often, like in my tree, uh, and some of the others that they did long road in the middle of the set, you're always going to remember. And it's kind of sneaky because, you know, when looking at the set list beforehand, you would kind of just scroll down and you'd be like, oh, that, 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 the long road's here. Okay, okay. And like, you sort of almost, it doesn't speak to you at first. It doesn't say like, wait, that's weird. Why did that not, you know, why, why, why did I not think that long road in the middle of the set was weird when looking at it? But, uh, you know, it wasn't until I actually like saw, wait a minute, turn, turn my head for a second. Long road doesn't 
go there. That doesn't happen. So now it's piqued my interest and it worked. It was, it was, it was, it was great, especially for the moment and especially the callback to, uh, to Virginia beach in 2000. It's, it's a, it's a good eight B plus show. Um, yeah. yeah. So there you have it. Hampton, Virginia, 2016 is in the books and next week is the month of May. And we're going to go back a little bit to one of our series that we've been doing this year. And that's the Seattle hometown series. And since we've kind of been working up the chrono, uh, the, the chronology starting down at 91, then going to 92, 93, 94, 95, whatever it is, we are now in the no code era. So this week we got to talk about it in my tree. We get to talk about it in my tree again next week. Wouldn't you believe that? We are going to show a show that happened on my 18th birthday. Incredible. Is that the only show that's ever happened on your birthday? Have have you had? I don't know. I don't know. I brought that up in the discord. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I just know about this one and that's all I need. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a great one. Like literally every no code song debuts and uh, they basically play the full album except for maybe like smile and I'm open, but uh, mm-hmm. it's great. We're going to go through the whole thing, talk a little about that bit about the other era, but everybody this year is talking about 10's 30th anniversary. We got to, we got to give a little bit of love to no codes 25th. You know, that's just how it happens They're They're They have the yeah. same birthday and no code just kind of is the afterthought and all of it. But um, to, to have one be the 30th and one be the 25th, we, they both get to share the love. And when it comes time that their birthdays will pop up, we will give them that due justice. But next week oh, is going to so be that, that, uh, that show box show from 1996 where they debuted. Everybody. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That just makes me feel old. Well, yeah. I, c- I could throw a little bit more salt in the wound, but I'll, I, I will hold off. It's fine. I will yeah. hold off. Uh, I was only I was only ten during that show, and I had just turned ten. Mm. So mm. there you go. You want to feel more old? There you go. You're I do. eight years yeah. older than me. You're just a baby. <laughs> well, that makes me feel great. So, uh, so that's what we'll do next week. And uh, if you're planning on joining Patreon, patreon.com slash live on four legs, we will have the bridge school episode from 2010. That'll be out this week. And we're near the end on that. So 2014 will be the next two months and, and then we'll be done. So get, get in on it when, when you can, when, when we're doing it uh, in, in real time. Time, or else you're gonna have a lot to catch up on so and then uh hard to imagine evolution that'll be coming some uh some point soon as well and who knows maybe we'll have other tricks up our sleeve as the month of may continues but until then so we're always cooking up something for you guys always There's always something always something on the on the back burner all the, the wheels are always turning that's right yep who knows maybe early may maybe something kind of cool would happen in early may maybe maybe well we'll see we'll see if anything cool happens if it does then uh, maybe we'll be part of it so until then we thank you for listening in this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways i miss you already and i miss you always hey you guys listened to the show today did you like it if you did, great, thank you. If you didn't, then, well, maybe try again the next time. But if you did, then make sure you're subscribed on any of your favorite podcast platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever it is. We're on pretty much all of them. Make sure you're subscribed and you get the updates that our episodes are coming out. And also, if you're on Apple, 
give us that five-star rating. That helps us. That helps us out because there are always a few of those goons out there that are like, oh, one-star, they suck. They didn't like my favorite show or whatever it is. And they'll just give them a one-star rating. We want to get back to being a 5.0. We're at 4.5 right now. We want to be at 5.0. So if you love the yeah, show, it helps more people. It helps more people find the show. It sure does. Yep. Which absolutely. is what we want. It's always the word of mouth. This whole, the whole, every everything in the fandom is all done by word of mouth and passing it on to the next person. So if you pass it on to the next person, if you were at this show and uh, your friend was also at this show, pass it on to them. And uh, hopefully you'll tune in next week for another great show to focus on No Code Showbox 96. We'll see you then. Someday in my tree, someday I will find you. I wish I was part of government.